new episode of Full Metal RPG. I'm your host, Brendan Carrion, and today I'm joined by my sidekick, no, that's fucked up, my deputy, no, that's also fucked up, definitely not, I, I don't know, my co-host, uh, banal, but it works, Adam Sink, what up, Adam? Not a lot, how's everybody doing? I mean, I can't speak for anybody, but I'm doing all right. All right, that was that was the rhetorical question. Oh, the, re- the ether of the listeners. Hey, you internet, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are, are you, you okay? doing? Are someone to talk to? To our regular listeners, I watch the listener numbers pretty 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 closely, Adam, and uh, like a, we have a very consistent, hardcore following. Like I don't think that we we ha- in 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 the over two years that we've been doing this podcast, we haven't really broken outside of it. But we've managed to maintain a very select hardcore. And to you, faithful listeners, I doff my cap. Wait a minute, that's like a thing, isn't it? Oh no, that's like like that like one of those nice guy things. We right? salute you. We salute you. For those who are about to rock out to Full Metal RPG, we salute you. Yeah, no shit. So, um, how you been, dude? What's up? I've been good. Uh, we just had Arizona Game Fair. Oh man, we sure did. That was great and a lot of fun. And there's a lot of stuff coming up. We we have a busy schedule coming up. So I think do it's we? Be, we do have a busy schedule coming up because mm. we've got the Phoenix Fan Fest thing, and mm. then Crit Hit, and I don't know. There's yeah, also Crit Hit ain't till like July or yeah, something. I guess shit. it's not till July. But then there's Maricopa. Con, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff going on this year. Yeah, potentially you know. Gen Con. There's a bunch. It, it seems like there's at least something going on. Every couple months or so. Are you wanting to go to Gen Con? You had talked about wanting to do some traveling this year, but you made it sound like you want to do some traveling with your kids. And so we I, go to when is Gen Con this year? I don't know. It's in August. Though. In August. All right, yeah. we might be able to make Gen Con work. All right, we'll, well figure it out. We'll hash we'll, this out. We'll, we'll hash it out. Let's hash it out on the air. Let's get on Expedia. <laughs> yeah. Start um, booking things. That'll be riveting. So this is episode forty-three, right? And uh, something like that. Yeah, we've been doing this. We've been doing this forty-three episodes now. And uh, as Adam just said, we just came back from the Arizona Game Fair, which is hosted by Andrew Long, our friend, and which is organized in no small part by our other friends, Richard and Daryl, who have both been on the show. And Richard's kind of like an all-around organizer guy. He does a lot of different stuff. Daryl does the role-playing room. And uh, while the con's main sort of, like, wheelhouse is board games, this year Andrew really branched out into a lot of different stuff. There was a ton of different stuff going yeah. on. There was there were arcade cabinets. There was a little VR thing. There was an escape the room type of adventure you could go on. There was that watch the skies uh, giant planetary orb thing they had. There were miniatures games. Um, where those, were their miniatures games? There were miniatures games in that room off of the, where the arcade cabinets were. They were doing X-Wing. Oh, uh, okay. They were I, doing like the F- Fantasy Flight. Yeah, Fantasy Flight miniatures type of games. Okay. But there were miniature games represented. They weren't doing Warhammer or anything, but they were right. doing miniature games. The greatest game ever made. The greatest game ever made. Warhammer, Warhammer. 40K. 
Yeah. So they weren't doing that. Uh, and that could be its own thing. Well, it is its own thing. They have entire opens and conventions and all that just dedicated to Warhammer. So, um, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. They had some vendors out selling mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of really cool stuff going on. This is the second year that we went, right? We podcasted there last year, mm-hmm. and then, spoilers, everyone, we podcasted there this year, right? We did. We attempted to podcast there. Womp, womp. It, it didn't go so well. We had some audio difficulties, so when we got yeah. it back, it sounded like we were talking through mud yeah. underwater, and, which is fine. These things happen. So. You know, um, I the, the, the gentleman... Who was recording the audio? I don't blame him. I don't blame him for this. Um, it's like it's not these things happen, and sometimes you think you've got a workaround that you think is hot, you think it's gonna work, and then it doesn't, and that's that's just life. So here we are. We're kind of getting together again, sort of impromptu, like the day before Valentine's Day. And we're just gonna like kind of hash out some stuff real quick, because so that we can have a full metal RPG episode. Because I mean, these guys missed out, right? Like they missed out on our on our. Bane impersonation. They did miss out on the Bane impersonation. Oh, we the they Batman missed, impersonation. They and missed out on our hot takes about Demolition Man. They did, and yeah. I mean that's just now lost to time. It is. It's it, it is. is forever lost into the like tears and rain. These things are gone. <sighs> Sorry guys, glittering in the dark. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, oh well. It's fine. You know, all is dust. So um, here's a question for you: Who oh. would be your gaming Valentine? My gaming Valentine? Uh-huh. Since it is the day before Valentine. Well, oh, that's a little. That's that's an interesting question. Like, what does that mean? Like, could you elaborate and give like on it, what? Is it going to be? I don't know, Mortarian or the Great Unclean One? Like, would, would you be... be my Valentine Mortarian? Yeah. Or 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 your personal favorite Lucita? Oh yeah, definitely my oh, my or, personal favorite things. Oh my God! Did you see? There's more Drizzt books coming out. There's always more Drizzt books coming out. I just wish he'd go away forever. It is an interminable line of Drizzt books from here into eternity. It's an unbroken chain, just, stretching on forever. I just, they should they should take those Drizzt books and put them into a computer and then have like one of those weird AI algorithms start writing them. Have you read them? Like the Harry Potter one. There was a Harry Potter no. one. It's hilarious. There's a there's a uh, Game of Thrones one that's uh, that's not as good as the Harry Potter one, but there have been so many of those Ra Salvatore or whatever like Drizzt books that I'm sure that you could write like a really tight algorithm. Is to it like write using the autocomplete on your phone to to draft a message to somebody where you oh, just no. hit the, the suggested it's, word every time? I think no, it's not. I don't think it's that that good. Really? It's because, yeah, <laughs> it's like some of the the um like in the Harry Potter one. Like he he throw he rips his eyeballs out and he throws them into the forest. It's like really weird. They're huh. like super weird. All right. He keeps kissing like he keeps kissing all these different characters. It's I'm very terrified strange. every time that they build any sort of AI that it, it turns into really hyper violent. Because I'm thinking of that Tay AI that Microsoft developed and put on Twitter, and and within oh, the one that became the white hours, it became a, a Nazi sex chat bot, and it's just yeah, it's very odd. I the future is terrifying because I work in software, and people talk, oh well, they and I going, I don't want, I, I know the people who write this code, and I don't trust it. I I don't I would not trust an artificial intelligence. You know, I don't trust technology just in general because I mean. Millennials, sorry guys, probably don't understand my hesitancy, but like I just come from a generation where technology just didn't work. It just didn't work all the time. Right. And we had William Gibson and those guys, you know, Neil Stevens and those guys telling us, hey, it's this is gonna be 
terrible. It's going to be <laughs> terrible and dark and horrible. And, and pretty much is. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, dudes. So I don't know. Whenever somebody's like, hey, we're going to give a microwave an AI, I'm like, why would you do that? Well, that was when I went to buy a refrigerator last time. They were like, oh, here's your refrigerator. Here's the touchscreen. And it has a Twitter app. And I was like, why? You're going to tweet on Does your fucking... my refrigerator need a fucking Twitter app? Like, Fuck it doesn't that. need a Twitter app. It doesn't need to know anything about Twitter. What's it like? Is it gonna have its own account and be like, "Yo, dog, we need milk." It's yo, yo, dog, yo, dog. Ab needs milk again. Yeah. All right. Look. So, having successfully stalled here for a second to try and think of my Valentine, my role playing Valentine. Your role playing Valentine. <sighs> look, man. Ordinarily, I would say that like Warhammer, just in general, is my role playing Valentine because. I love Warhammer, and it's sort of like the third person that's in my relationship with everybody. It's in the it's it somehow has worked its way into my relationship with my mom, and it's worked its way into my relationship with you, and into my relationship with my girlfriend. It's like this omnipresent third person that like always has to be taken into consideration on some level in terms of like time and money and attention and priorities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know what, dude? I'm a little bit sore at Warhammer right now. I'm kind of like a little bit like grumpy with it. And so, you know what? I am taking my love letter to Warhammer that I have carefully crafted, and I'm just putting it in my back pocket. And I am not going to give it to it, and I'm going to let it go to the dance with some other guy, and it can just have a good time. You just have a good time, Warhammer. All off on your own, you slut. <sighs> anyway... And I will be spending Valentine's Day by myself with an actual woman, okay? There you go. <sighs> I, anyway, so that's my Valentine. All right. What's yours? Mine's going to be Rabuti Gulliman. Wow. He's very big. He is. He's very big. He's a big he's guy. Got the, he's got the hair and he's, the chiseled features. And... He's just a big guy. Yeah, he is. He's, he's very striking. He keeps you safe. He's very so striking. He wraps you up in those arms around. You, know, he's got you the, just feel all protected and safe. He's got that very kind of like... Roman. He's got like, a big giant sword. Aquarian. He's got laurel leaves around his head. He's, yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong with that. No, what's not to love? You know, when I lived in Los Angeles, um, Fabio lives there, right? And he um, goes around. He has he has a line of protein. I kid you not. This is a real. This is a real thing. He's Fabio sells Fabio brand protein powder. And he goes around from Whole Foods to Whole Foods, doing demos of it. And it's like you, you know, you go there, and he, he's, he like gives you the little cups of fucking protein to try. And he came to the Whole Foods that I was at, and let me tell you, this that dude is like six five or something. He's so huge, and he's like he's getting old now, you know, because like his heyday of the '90s was like quite a while ago. Right. But let me tell you, dude, that like bred from nobility like roman like 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 old old money like my money goes back to the middle ages more maybe before type shit the way that that looks in their face like he's just got the aquiline features and you can you look at that dude and you can imagine him standing up on some like you know like battlement like, somewhere yeah, exactly <laughs> with his laurels on and his like his fur like, his yeah giant yeah, fur yeah cloak. man and just, and just being like Fellow Romans, I call on you this day, and you're just like, I mean, it's like being being in the presence of somebody who has that like built-in aristocratic bearing. It's like fucking unbelievable, like the kind of like a 
effect that it has on you. I mean, I know that the Fabio is like a huge fucking joke, right? He's mm-hmm. a joke, right? They did the the butter and the romance novels and shit. But when you're around that guy in person, he like has this unbelievably magnetic charisma that, that you could just you, you just imagine this guy moving mountains with. So he's it. a demigod, basically. The dude is creepy. Yeah. It's fucking weird. And then when you like take that experience, because you know you know we're guys from the suburbs and like we've read about a lot of stuff, but we maybe not necessarily encountered it. And when you encounter one of these guys who has this kind of like fucking you know Caesar like kind of demeanor and visage. It's very weird from a historical perspective, a sociological perspective, let's say. Anyway, so, so it, it, help, it helps me when I'm like thinking about space marines and primarchs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Think about him, yeah. These guys. Genetics, ain't that a bitch? Yeah, yeah no shit. The, the whims of fortune, you know, how, who, who, who are you when you were born? You know, right. to what circumstances were you born into? That's right. Were you born on third or did you hit a triple? <laughs> Spoiler kids, you're probably born on third. This guy over here. Um, all right. So so yeah, yeah. Sad Valentine's Day, guys. Sad. You know, at least Adam, you know, you're you're uh your Valentine's a little a little gray plastic man. You can spend right. some time with him. I can do that. It'll be great. I'm my, really looking forward to it. My Valentine's going in a punishment box. And then the punishment box is going into my closet. You guys can all just sit in there and you can fucking just sit it out bitches. see the funny thing is is i can hear them saying you'll be back oh well, yeah i'm always come back i'm not saying that i'm going uh, anywhere no, yeah. i'm i'd be foolish to say that lord knows yeah it's we're like the corleones we try to get out and they keep oh. pulling us back in it's never it's never gonna end it I'm, just it doesn't end i made my peace with it yeah i made my peace with it i'm in forever it's just part of my blood now yeah That's I've, life. I've gotten past the phase where i'm gonna do the thing where i quit or put yeah. it on ebay like, no, i won't no, do that anymore no, I'll, never, I'll never quit you again warrior. yeah 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 or role-playing either it's I, oh i'm not yeah. planning on getting rid of any of those yeah, so what dude. what have you been buying lately oh uh, you know what let's see what have i gotten recently it's been kind of slim pickings um i had a a christmas gift come in late i guess my mom got me um alas for the awful sea by story brewers role-playing oh, and cool. that's um australian so it took forever to get here, and it missed Christmas, but then I got it kind of, you know, in the middle of January or something. Um, that's a PBTA game, and uh, it's you, you, you play an outsider to a, like, I think in like a 19th century fishing village, and okay. you, you like wash ashore, your boat's wrecked, and you come ashore into this like small town that's very kind of insular and xenophobic, and immediately you and your companions realize that there's something amiss here. And the game itself is, is about like Innsmouth amiss, or um, it's my understanding that there's a a small supernatural like uh uh there's a little supernatural twist in it. Okay, for those who like that sort of thing, but for the most part, it's about class and station and poverty and crime and conspiracy and secrets and stuff like that. So it's it's very gothic in that regard. Pride prejudice kind of. Yeah, well yeah, but without the the cl- without the class, without the like upper class, it's right. all it's it's full of people who like, you know, spend their time like fishing for, you know, cockles or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So um I think the books won some awards, or at the very least, it did very well on Kickstarter. And I'm not going to lie, I flipped through it, and there was a lot in it that I really liked. 
Um, and it made me wish that I liked the kind of like PBTA experience a little more. Yeah, you've had kind of a tempestuous relationship with PBTA games. Well, I'm a tempestuous person. And you know, the the fact of the matter is, is when I run really hot, I run hot. And when I run cold, I run really, really cold. So, um, you know, moderation has always been an issue for me. And, and it's no different with um, role-playing. So, uh, I'm trying to find some nice moderation with PBTA where where that game system and I can find a way to get along. Um, but so I got that, and I'm really excited about that. Now, interestingly that you asked this today, because the answer is a little bit different than the last time you asked me this question when we recorded before. Um, I won on eBay a set of role-playing books for a game called Arduin that's apparently like pretty old. Right, hmm. it had, it okay. had, it's a fantasy role-playing game. It's like an OSRE fantasy role-playing game. It had a couple editions. And um, I was at Game Depot doing our Friday Night Role-Playing Club, and this guy came in, and he saw Limitations, and he got kind of excited about it. He didn't play, of course, but he got kind of excited about it, and he goes, you know what my favorite old-school role-playing game is, is? Is this Arduin game, and it's like really, really great, and you really got to check it out. And... Um, so I, I, was, I was fucking around on eBay, and I was like, oh, here's a couple of books. Uh, I can get them kind of cheap. So I did, and um, I, don't, I haven't received them yet. <laughs> this is like a while ago. So I kind of... Where was it shipping from? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in America. Okay, yeah, so it, it shouldn't should, have been that long. Yeah, I, I looked today on eBay, and eBay was like, oh, yeah, you totes paid for that like 10 days ago. And I was like, no, 11 days. And I was like, I should fucking have this in Do you have a shipping now. notification? I don't, okay. but they don't always enter one. So like, if you print the shipping off of eBay, then mm-hmm. it'll enter one automatically. Right. But otherwise, you have to enter it by hand. And some people just don't do it because they're like not... You know, eBay usually nags you if you don't, though. Yeah, it's true, but if you just ignore it and assume oh, that somebody gives right. you like you know good good ratings, then it's not a big deal. Anyway, so I need to get up to my uh, mailbox, which is like a hundred yards from here, and I need to see if my Arduin books are here. Uh, I Fair did, enough. I, to be to be totally honest, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it was one of those things where I kind of bought the books and I just forgot that they existed. Kind of like Colt for a while, where I was where. The, I would go, oh, right. I would get an email from them out of the blue. I go, I did back that to the tune of a lot of money, and I haven't seen anything. And well, I mean, I, I have I have it on good word that one of our listeners is, if, if, you, bought, if you backed Colt, and then at a certain point you noticed that their emails went from like once every three months to three every month, the reason is that one of our listeners, a very special individual, like wrote them up and 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 was like, "You fuckers got my money. I haven't seen shit. Uh, I'm not getting a communication either. Either give me my money or talk to my lawyer." And oh, then all really? of a sudden, they started being like, "Oh, let's." That that's when they started doing those goddamn emails. Interesting. The, that makes sense because yeah. I did notice there was a serious mm-hmm. uptick in emails. Like all of a sudden, they 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 they, they start taking it seriously, right. and that goes and that goes back to one of one of our listeners, okay. a very. One of the best role players in the universe. So fair enough. Yeah, yeah, a tr- like a true legit FMRPG role player, a, a role player amongst role players. Well, thank you, sir, for taking care of that for I us. I know, right? We have we have some serious Han Solo level heroes in this fucking in in amongst our listeners in in this cult. It's pretty cr- it's pretty we great, do. pretty great. Yeah. So, what about you, man? Would you get anything good? 
So lately, I haven't bought a ton of new role-playing stuff. At Arizona Game Fair, I kind of went a little off the rails and bought a bunch of stuff there because I got smoking deals on it. You, dude, you made out like a bandit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was at Arizona Game Fair, and there's a game store, Isle of Games, from down in Tucson. They had a bunch of stuff, and they had a clearance rack. And um, I went there in the morning and was kind of, all right, well, I'll look at these. And I was thinking about it, and I kind of chewed on it for a little while. And and I, uh, by morning, I mean like 11 o'clock. And I, I came back. I went to a couple things. I went to a podcast at 2. I came out at 3, and then they had, like, severely cut the prices on – all of the stuff they had had because I was sitting there thinking I'm going to go back and I'm going to at least get this one game that I wanted to get. I'm at least going to going to pick that one up because it was, you know, it was 20% off fine. That That's good. And I got back there and they said, hey, we reduced the price on all this to these are 50% off now. And if you buy multiples, the ones that are 20% off will cut 10% off for each game that you buy. So if you bought three other games they would cut it down to 50% off of just everything flat across the board. 50% was the maximum discount. So looking at the half-off box, my kids really love Halo, and they had uh, the Halo miniatures Battle for Reach, the little uh, Spartans and and Arbiters and Ghosts and Warthogs. And so I said, okay, my kids would like this. I'll pick it up. A hundred bucks, it'll be 50. Then they had uh, the Suicide Squad Batman miniatures game. Uh, well, the, the, this is like the Suicide Squad box set that they did from the Night Games right. iteration Night Games of... For the Batman Miniatures game. Yeah. So it's the Margot Robbie, uh, Harley Quinn, it's the Will Smith Deadshot, it's the Jared Leto Joker, and the, the Ben Affleck Batman. And they put on their Batman Ben Affleck. So every time you look at it, they want you to be picturing <laughs> that it's not Batman, it's Ben Affleck. And it's in big letters, too. It's like one of the biggest things on there so that you know every time you do it. It's not just Batman. It's Ben Affleck. It's the Ben Affleck version of Batman. Right. Surprisingly, Margot different. Robbie didn't make Margot Robbie Harley Quinn. It just says Harley Quinn. Jared Does, Leto did make Jared Leto Joker. What about though. Will Smith? Do you have Will a Will Smith, Smith did not say Will Smith. It just says oh, Deadshot. Oh, that's the worst. If you had a Will Smith figure, I would almost be like, dude, can I buy that off he you? Has the, he's got the regular, de- he's got the Deadshot head, but then he's got the, the mask off head. So you've got the Will Smith head for your Deadshot figure if you want to go with that. Yeah, but it doesn't say Will Smith. It doesn't say Will Smith on the card. It doesn't say Will Smith, so it's not actually Will right. Smith. It's, it's not dead, actually. But it's um, Deadshot. It's the Suicide Squad characters and then a Joker gang. And uh, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, just the miniatures, I really like it, and I'm looking forward. I think that was probably the choicest, one of the choicest things I got out of the the deal when I bought it. It seemed like that got the most positive response, and the box is pretty beat up, which is why it was 50% off. But who cares? It's a box. I think the box was 50% off because nobody sold because nobody boxes. sold any of those. Yeah. So yeah. and uh, and then I got Gore Chosen for Age of Sigmar, which is the Chaos single fighter game, which is okay. I've heard okay things about it. Such a screaming deal, though, because and then I got each one of those models of Kimura oh, for hell. 30 bucks. This is the one that stabs me in the heart because yeah. I definitely, thirty bucks. I definitely will pick that up. For yeah, thirty, 30 bucks. bucks. So we'll get to definitely. play it together. If you ever yeah. want to get together and just model, if you want to like put those things together, hell, if you because you're the Dark Eldar player, I'm a Dark Eldar player. If you seriously want the models and we'll paint them together and you'll use them in your Dark Eldar army, that's fine too. It was thirty freaking dollars. I couldn't resist the deal. I was like, the deals, so sweet. Mwah. And I've heard such great things about it from Jamie at Coliseum Rex, and yeah, and he's has a really high opinion of that game. So that essentially sealed the deal on 
I'm going to get this game. So he, I got four different miniatures games. additional rules for Scourges, which makes perfect sense. Scourges should be in the game. He, so he wrote his own rules for that. Because were, there were rumors they were going to put stuff in White Dwarf for the game, right? Look, they put something in White Dwarf, and I, I don't was know. Was it Harlequins? I, I, or? It. I, I don't know. I'd have to look. It was months and months ago. Yeah, I, I mean, heard they were going to put seventh. something in for other things in yeah. White Dwarf, but much like their purported support of shadow war and their purported support of uh um space hulk when that came out the first second time back in the early 2000s it never materialized they never said they were going to support shadow war they kind of alluded to the fact that they might yeah after it was a runaway success but then when you look at necromunda you basically see it's yeah, yeah. that's what they did with it yeah ne- so Necro- yeah which was... by the way necromunda kids if you are into that sort of thing necromunda is so yeah, sweet. It's lovely. I'm waiting for Gene Steeler cults for it for it, but it's it's really nice. Um I you know, I'm probably not gonna play the the core box. I may do Orlocks just because I don't know if anyone else is doing them while I wait for Gene Steeler cults to yeah, come out. Yeah. So I may get Orlocks just because they have a harpoon gun and then I can just sing the the Whalers on the Moon song from Futurama while I'm moving them around the board with their harpoon gun. I'm buying my Orlocks on Saturday. I'm okay, are you running Orlocks? Or? Hell no. Okay. okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I, I wasn't going to buy Necromunda. Because you were going to do I was, Goliaths, Oh, right? I'm totally doing Goliath. Right. Goliath is my gang. Because you've called them, and Heather's called Escher. Escher. So I was thinking, well, I can do Orlocks, do it, Orlocks. while I wait for Gene Steeler calls. Do them, man. Um, so, so, so I wasn't going to get Necromunda. I was like, you know what? I'm fucking have too many of these goddamn, goddamn Games Workshop games. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to fucking do any more goddamn Games Workshop games, right? And then um, I'm hanging out with you one day, and you go, oh, I kind of picked up the Necromunda book, box. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I could play it without him, I guess. I'm just thinking this. And then I see uh, the Mysterious Jeff, right? I'm hanging out mm-hmm. with the Mysterious Jeff. He goes, hey, did you pick up your Necrom- Necromunda box yet? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking buy it, buy that game. I got a Shadow Warm again, and I fucking love it. Anyway, he goes, oh, man, I thought you were going to get it, so I got it. And I, now I felt all guilty. Right, like, oh man, I, I, I let him down. Right, he'd have bought so, it either way. Yeah, no, I, I know mysterious Jeff. <laughs> no, he was getting it either way. Right, so he brings the box in from his car and he opens it up and we look at all the stuff inside. And of course, at that point, I gotta have it because yeah, it's, it's so, beautiful, so, it's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, so I get the uh, so 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 I get Necromunda and my and the conclusion I came to is like this is a brand new game right now. So because they're releasing everything in these phases, I can literally get everything. Like everything, mm-hmm. like as it comes out, I can just be like, "Oh, I'll just pick it up in these staggered phases," and I just, and then I'll just take it in cello and just put it into the wall, right? You know, just put it in there. And if you haven't checked out GW lately, their model game is on fleek lately. On They're fleek, killing it. So yeah, I'm just getting my Orlocks. I'm literally going to go down to the Game Depot. I'm going to buy a t- buy a box of Orlocks. I'm going to take them home. In the cello, I'm going to put in my closet. I'm just going to walk away from him. There you go. And that way, if I ever want to play a fucking Orlock gang, I'll just walk in there and fucking peel him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right there. Yeah, I may end up doing Orlocks. I don't know. They, they, When I look at them, and they've just got this like Danny McBride kind of vibe to them when I look at them. And so I don't know. I, I, I do not know how you see that. That's it's just the mustaches oh and everything God. else. It's there's I don't a, know. It's, there's, we'll a see. Cu- there's a couple of their heads that are a little bit like hipstery, like you expect them to have nautical tattoos and unicycles. Right, or something. and they've got goggles. They've got, they got like goggles. the steampunk goggles. And yeah. I just get a very I got like a very Danny McBride vibe off of the one yeah. that I saw. <laughs> if you look at the new current white dwarf they've got they, they look good. Anyway, so um now it's on to the onto the part we talk about the games we've played. So Adam, what games have you played? Most recently, 
I yeah. finished up running my Mutant Year Zero game. That's not our, true. At our or not Mutant Year Zero. Sorry, I finished up Thirteenth Age. Correct. And I started Mutant Year Zero. Right. You're right. I got that backwards. So Thirteenth Age came to a conclusion. I was running Death Frost Doom, and at some point, I'll put together a view of that module uh, and and my thoughts on it, having run through it. I would like to hear that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, spoiler. It's pretty solid. I like it a lot. Um, and it was one of the. It was the one Zach Smith worked on. So he did some really nice work on it. And so I wrapped that up. We did Thirteenth Age, and I talked my my group or the people who were showing up into playing Mutant Year Zero. So we did the first session of that, which was character and art creation, and then exploring a couple randomly generated zones. Um, it's got some interesting facets to it, where uh, like monsters are randomly generated and they'll have certain keywords on them. And we ran into a couple where they had the swarm keyword and swarms uh, can only be damaged by fire explosives. And as starting characters, you don't really have access to those unless you have some kind of mutant pyrokinesis power, which none of them had. And so um, they didn't really... It ain't like they have time to sit down on the ground and like rub two sticks together. Right, either. and start a fire. Yeah, and yeah. so they don't. They didn't have access to anything they could use to, to battle these things. And so we had a couple... It was a couple of them because they only explored three or four sectors and a couple of them, they had swarms in them and they just ended up having to flee. And the fleeing mechanics are are very interesting because you've got um, like uh, close uh, arms length short long and distance and so you have to you have to move through the various uh distances to, to so, escape so like from. The, the storyteller will will say oh right now they are arm's length away mm -hmm. and then you have to make a check and you have to make a move check to... To, to to move away and when you succeed you move additional categories and it's a d6 game you only succeed on a roll of six and so say your you know your agility and your move you get a your stat die and then your skill die and so say your agility is three and your move is two you'd roll five dice so it's a pool it's a pool and so the idea is for every six you can move an additional category and it's okay Ooh. well that's great but you can push your roll okay. so if you generate one six and you go well i'd really like to be farther away you can push the roll which is you re-roll well ones have a negative effect sixes have a positive effect and so it was it it's kind of an interesting resource management type of game and i can I've started to figure out where the death spirals are in it with things like rot and um, your mutation points. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting getting into that one. And then I ran the live play, the actual play, or the, the live role-playing game at Arizona Game Fair uh, of Dungeon World, and we can talk about that yeah. in a little more detail. So what have you been running well, you know, man, the only thing I've really been running is my LOTFP game, my Lamentations of the Flame Princess game at um, our Friday Night Role Playing Club. The guys in that game wanted it to be a campaign, and so we're doing this. We're doing a campaign of it. But at this point, I, mean, I think we've been running that game since October or something, and we're still on like the first adventure because it only goes off every other week. And then, you know, there was some missed some missed sessions because of the holidays and stuff. And um. But the thing is, is at this point, I mean, it's just been going on for a while, and it's like I'm the 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 theme of the adventure is like is toads, right? It's like it's like they're out in the swamp, and then there's these two cults, right? And either each cult is sort of sworn to a different like evil toad, like demon deity, right? And they're and they're battling it out in the swamp, 
and uh, so everything has a fucking toad motif for fuck's sake. And and I'm if I fucking say the word toad like one more time while I'm writing this fucking game, it's just gonna drive me fucking batshit, man. Like everything is toads, and it's just like it's like the fucking frescoes on the walls and the statue in the corner and the goddamn like relief carvings in the in the sandstone. It's just it's just it's like toads, toads, and then and then they fight toads, and everything is like some version of a toad like at one point there's like these mummies that like cr- fucking break out of the walls and are attacking them and they're toad like mummies. And they're toad mummies right. they're like giant humanoid <laughs> toad mummies so like the slon from warhammer like, yeah very similar to that and uh i'm just kind of like at this point it's like starting to kind of grind on me kind of like it's just like like when you're wearing like a, a, a shirt with a really stiff collar and you're like get me the fuck out of here and um if it's starting to wear on me, then it's gonna be it's, it's gotta be starting to wear on them. So we gotta wrap this thing up. So um, I think. The- Are you totally ready for it to end? Oh fuck! Oh, brutal. You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Oh my! Oh crap! Anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about spinning this thing. I'm kind of like wrapping the toad the toad bit. And then spinning it into like a little undead bit because you know Brendan, it's like oh, I gotta do an undead story. Can you vampire toads? No, I'm not you already have mummy toads, dude. Dude, literally. Okay, look. I know you're not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> like, I'm not. I, look, I think. I think that some of the guys who play in the game like, listen to the podcast. I'm not gonna say anything about what's in the module because I am running a module. I'm running um the croaking fane for DCC, but I'm using LOTFP rules. Um, and that's gone really well. I got to say that's gone really fucking well. There's no, there's no hiccups there. Um, I haven't, that's it. That's all I've been running. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of have been feeling that itch. Like I want to run something like I want to run something kind of good. You know, uh, you were telling me that Coriolis has essentially the same system as Mutant Year Zero, right? Correct. Uh-huh. It's the D6-based system. That could be kind of fun. I kind of still want to do a Nightbane game. I kind of still want to do a Shadowrun Anarchy game. There's like a ton of stuff I want to do, but there's, let's face it, oh, you know, I, I got Trail of Cthulhu just out of nowhere. I got Trail of, I, I, I got Trail of Cthulhu for, for research um, for the game that I'm writing. Ravenous, because I wanted to. See, I, was, I was running into some problems with writing ravenous like systems. And I wanted to see how, like Trail of Cthulhu is kind of like known for having this very sharp system that addresses exactly what the game is about, and I wanted to see how they did it. So I bought the game. It's a cool game. I, I, you know, I mean, I would. I, I'm sure there's people who are will chortle to hear me say this, but I'd rather run that than run Call of Cthulhu, one of the 19 editions of that. So. Um, you know, there's a lot to do and only so much time to do it. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, sounds good. How's the writing of your game going? Uh, I need to focus on it again. I, I kind of got in this period where it's the weather's nice here in Arizona. And so there's stuff you can do outside and there's other. And so I've kind of shelved it and, and I've been working on other stuff. And then I fell down the Warhammer K-hole and have been... <sighs> building a lot of that stuff and i need to get back on the horse i need to to start punching away at it again i've got all these ideas and i took time off of it and that allowed me to spawn some new stuff that i want to do with it and some other things i want to put into it it's just i gotta actually have the discipline to sit down and put you know fingers to keys and and enter it all in we haven't had a meeting in a while yeah it's the game designers club and uh i'm not stoked about the direction that's gone um it's kind. Of, you know what? I mean, we 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 started that project to t- to find to tell like the story of 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 writers writing games, right? 
And um, this last chapter has been kind of like The Empire Strikes Back, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Like, everybody has kind of fallen off the horse. Everybody's kind of in the doldrums. People are tired. People aren't riding. People are getting distracted with other things. Um, well, I one mean, of it's, our, we've all had life going on. I mean, one yeah. guy had a kid. Another guy had a convention that he our, had to help plan. Our it's, listener, Brenton, had right. a kid. Congratulations, Congratulations. Brenton. No, no a, not dogging Brenton for not riding. First no, of all, that's Brent, the thing. is, I yeah. totally understand, and, and yeah. I have I have sympathy and empathy. I didn't, I didn't want to name by name in case he didn't want to be. But, yeah, Brenton had a kid. Congratulations, man. Go, kid Brenton. And... You know, Richard had his convention. Jim's got yeah. his convention, and it's just like I don't even have anything like that I can blame it on, other than just yeah, like well, being a piece of shit. So. Yeah, you know, without <laughs> trying to get too much into the like the inner workings of like the Brendan, Adam, Ben, like mind rot cabal. Um, it's just you know, I I I honestly feel like we have all kind of succumbed to a certain darkness mm-hmm. and just funneled our creativity into Warhammer. We've yeah. just been we've just been like, you know, like um I'm not gonna sit here and make a bunch of excuses for myself or anything, but that's for sure what I've been doing because it feels great. It's I sit down and I work yeah. on my figures and I yeah. create a guy and I go dopamine and then I dude, put him away and dude. then I start on the next one, I go dopamine. And- Ad- Adam is a one hundred percent on about how that works. It's like um when the world outside of me feels like dark or unsatisfactory or out of control, like I can just go into my room and I can like literally put on like a 40 K podcast and I can turn on my, like the light at my workbench and I can just focus everything down into this little tiny, like plastic model. And I can just, I can narrow the scope of my world to the point where it's literally microscopic. Right. It's just and like your it's problems it's, dissolve away. And they, yeah, exactly. And I just forget about that shit for a few hours. And like, I mean, I'm, uh, this is going to sound fucking terrible guys, but like there have been periods over the last few weeks slash couple months where I'm at work and I'm like sitting at the computer working and I am like just white knuckling it till I get home and I can just slip into fucking 40 K and just not have to deal anymore. Yeah. Been there. So currently there going, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's fun. That's why we do the hobbies. Dude, we do the I hobbies know, cause they give us release. But the thing is, is that once it starts eating the other things, then it's destructive. It's not constructive. Right. And so, I have been working on Ravenous again lately. I've been sitting there. I've been like, I've been like work like daily. I've been like sitting there good. in front of the computer and like, dude, I'm so blocked. I'm just having such a hard time. I'll like write a couple pages and I'll delete a couple pages and I'll write a couple pages and I'll delete a couple pages. I don't think I've made really any progress on it, right. but I'm writing it again daily. I remember and when so, I did that artist way thing. That was one of the hardest thing was that journaling exercise where there were yeah. times all I did was I sat down and just wrote, I have nothing to write over and over and over oh, again dude. until something came out. But It's painful, man. And the, the struggle of the artistic creative is like so real. And there was this point in like back in July of like last year when I was like writing like a thousand or like fifteen hundred words a day and I was like I was like I just don't oh my god this is so crazy it's just it's just I literally can't write fast enough to keep up with the words and like oh if I just can keep doing this I'll be able to like release a game a year or two games a year and now I'm just sitting there and I and I can't write five hundred words a day. Right. So um you know if you're an amateur game designer and you're out there and you're thinking, oh, maybe an amateur game is kind of something I kind of do with my time, it's like 
those setbacks and those delays that people on that you on the kickstarters that you've done and that you followed and that you love those are real man those are real it's like yeah the, i have a lot more uh, yeah having taken part in this i have a lot more sympathy and empathy for the kickstarters that get delayed and for the the people who go out and go i need to create my own system now i thought i was going to do this other thing but i need my own system and yeah I understand that now. And before I was going, oh, I don't, I don't care. You know, I think yeah. I said I'm over systems before. I don't care about systems. We got enough systems. Why well, we need another system? And that, then you get into the take. That's yeah. Adam's take. And then you get into the meat of it, and you're like, oh, I totally understand why. Yeah. We end up with a million different systems because you're sitting there and you find that one little that one little unraveled piece of thread, and you start tugging on it. And the whole sweater comes undone. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what happened to me. I guess you know. Um, I I I have two friends who have been really big support network for me as I've been creating this game. Um, really more like three, but like two who I talk to on a fairly regular basis about the game. And when I talked to both of them about me using the PBTA system. They were both like, oh, and I was like, what? And neither one of them, I mean, it really took the wind out of both their sails. Both of them are guys who are also like amateur to like uh, aspiring to up and coming pro level game designers. And they both offered me like, dog, I have a system. I'll just give you mine. You can use it for free. Don't even worry about it. Just if the system is really bumming you out that much, just take my system. And I was like, uh, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But the what I realized is that the people who I was writing the game for, like, weren't interested in the game because of the system. PBTA, yeah. Yeah, and then at the same time, I started playing with all these PBTA players to get a better grasp of how, of how PBTA works and how PBTA thinks and all that sort of stuff. And then I realized from the from the content that I was experiencing in those games that the PBTA, PBTA crowd isn't interested in the game I was writing. So I had... It's like basically I was writing this game for nobody. Like nobody was interested in it. The PBTA guys were gonna were not interested in hard horror. The hard horror guys are not interested in PBTA games. I was like, I gotta fucking fix it. So right. here I am now, fucking sixty thousand words, and, and that that's the sixty thousand words that was in the like quote unquote final document. That's not with all the rewrites that were done. So we're talking like, just we're talking tens of thousands of words that are currently in the shitter, and I just want to kill myself. Sorry, go ahead. It, yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, even. Dungeon World, I, I sat down with an idea of what Dungeon World was before I actually ran it or tried to do something with it. Yeah. You know, because I read it and I was like, oh, and people would tell me about it and they go, well, you do this. And I said, that just sounds like a role playing game to me. And then I uh-huh. sat down and I did it and I went, oh, oh, this is not, that's not what this is. It's a different thing. Yeah. And so, spoilers, we ran Dungeon World for the, the live play that we did out at Arizona Game Fair. It went it went all right. I think it went pretty. You know, it went okay. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Anyway, yeah. what, what are your but thoughts? It, and I was sitting there running it, and I just realized I didn't have any. I couldn't enforce any kind of narrative structure on what was going on. I didn't have any kind of control over really what was happening in the world and everything. And if you're doing a live play, that's a recipe for either lightning in a bottle or a, a catastrophe. 
you know and and in our case i think it went okay it wasn't lightning in a bottle it wasn't a complete catastrophe but it could swing either way at a moment's notice well you know you and i are both like people who see things in binary ways we're both extreme people and i see what you're saying i disagree with it but i i see where you're coming from i just recall there were moments when i was running it where i had just moments of terror you know where i was going oh this could very easily get away from get away from me and go completely yeah, off the, the rails the thing the thing about pbta is that you have to have a certain amount of faith in your shit you know you have to have a certain amount of faith in your ability to like to spin what it is that they're saying and i have that faith in you andrew long has that faith in you richard has that faith everybody has that faith in you sometimes sometimes i think you question yourself but all artists question themselves at some point or another that that, so that's natural the thing is 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 i don't think that that situation was ever out of your control ever for even for a second yeah it just it was scary i'll just put it that way scary and uncomfortable yeah, <laughs> you know, it wasn't ever like the crowd was going to rise up and slay us, but it was definitely it was a weird oh, feeling. Oh no, no! And I totally understand that their that, apathy might have might have might have <laughs> slew us. Yeah, if they if they just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, but we well. got some feedback. Like it was pretty positive feedback. Yeah, it was, so. yeah, yeah. But we'll get into that in the next segment. Yeah. I think that what needs to happen right now is you can take a little tiny short break, the and then we'll come back. We'll do a little intermission. I'm gonna like use the little boys' room as they call it. I'm gonna give myself another glass of beverage, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, Arizona Game Fair. What do you think? Sounds great. Killer. See you in a second. And we are back, talking about Arizona Game Fair. Just went off this last weekend. So what did you think, dude? Um. I am so continually impressed by Arizona Game Fair. Like, okay, so this is the second year, and um, the first year that it was put together, it was... It, I mean, it's going to sound like this is, like, a harsh burn. Like, I'm just, like, trying to give some kind of generic adjective for it. But it was very... It was so competent. It was so professional, right? Everything that happened in the first Arizona Game Fair just ran so smoothly, and um, and you walked into the, to the convention hall... And the layout all made sense, and there was stuff to do, and it was obvious what there was to do, and there was obvious just by looking at it, kind of how it all worked. Yep, you didn't the have game to... library was run really well. Yeah. it made sense where everything was. It was laid out. You yeah. could find what you were looking for. You just didn't, you know, it was very intuitive to use. And then so Andrew, in the subsequent year planning the second one, has just next leveled that shit so hard, and it was so fun. I mean, it's just like it's just like a fun fucking con to yeah. go down to and, and it like could have hang been a disaster because they had a second building this year they had a second building it was a split con yeah there could have been all kinds of chaos with that right and there wasn't it, it wasn't. just went really smooth there was like about a hundred yards in between the two and but it was like a nice kind of park like a little lawn that you walked past yeah and with the unseasonably warm weather that we've been experiencing here where it's kind of like spring came early and it's like you know, spring and we February. We just didn't have winter. Yeah, basically. We went spring to summer to spring again. Yeah. And so there's these like flowers blooming and these kind of balmy nights and you're hanging out with your friends and like, you know, you can go inside and there's cabinet games that you can just like play. You don't have to put quarters in, you just play the cabinet right. games. Yeah, and then Metal you can, Slug, all kinds of stuff. You all, just hit the Samurai button. Samurai Showdown, yeah. freaking uh, Goddamn Rampage. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a cool dealer hall. You could walk around the dealer hall, check things out. There were a whole bunch of different games. And I looked at the selection of games. I'm not going to lie. There were like cool games I wanted to play. Shadow on Anarchy was going off. Um, 
uh, Cyberpunk 2020 was going off. Um, and then, dude, fucking Jim Miller ran Diogo Noroya's uh, oh, Sharp Swords. Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells. spells. Mm-hmm. And not only did that shit go off, that guy had a fucking waiting list for it, dude. Yeah. So, like, Sharp Swords. I'm not is, surprised. It, it's a good game. Right? It's developing a cult. You know, the word is getting out about Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells. And I'm hoped, I, I really hope that this podcast has done something to help get that out to the world about this great game you should check out check out our interview with him we got called out on the dcc podcast earlier too sweet they were talking to diogo they were interviewing him so sweet do love that Mm -hmm. i fucking love that thanks diogo thank you diogo you the man um and we wish you all the best and we are so happy for your success um but yeah man it's just a great con and like you you, you get this badge and it has on the back of it it tells you the times that the stuff is happening there's and a really the, clean website too with the full schedule the, tells you when everything's going on every, i mean every that, that the word clean clean consistent professional it's just like oh man and uh, then we showed up and then we showed up <laughs> with our flasks and we we're like we heard there was podcasting to be done or something like that. Yeah. We heard that there's panels. We're going to go. So, yeah, we did three panels. The first yeah. one was on Friday night, and that Friday was our night. game designer panel. Yes. And, and yeah. we presented our thoughts on game design and we did. our game designer club. And everyone who needed to hear about it was there. Yes, everyone who was in attendance. We got no negative feedback from anyone who was in <laughs> yeah. attendance. Yes. It was universally... Uh, Acclaimed. I guess not positive, neutral. <laughs> so, <laughs> Basically, the ghosts of our hopes and dreams and aspirations filled the auditorium to the rafters. It was empty. There was no room there for people. So we did that. It was yeah. fun. We had a nice yeah. little chat. We had we some did. audio problems, so it's not preserved for posterity. Yeah, but. yeah. we tried to get this recorded, and Richard, Richard did his best to get it recorded, and it didn't work out, and we don't blame him. That's just how these things go sometimes. That's fine. life. But That's it was a good life. talk. I felt like we learned some stuff. And then sure. the next night, we had the live-action role-play, and then we did a recording well, of our well, podcast. Well, hang, hang on. It was not live-action role-play. Oh, play. not live-action role-play. Sorry. Yeah, it was a yeah. live role-play yeah. at a table. So yeah. live tabletop role-play. Right, so if you're, right. if you're familiar with Acquisitions Incorporated or Harmon Quest or any of those, it was very similar to those. We were kind of biting on the Matt Mercer thing. Uh and which is biting on acquisitions incorporated and harmony. Yeah, it's, yeah. So Adam you can't was, you can't like huck a dead fish without hitting one of these live plays. Right, right. So why shouldn't we do one so too? So why shouldn't we do I one too? I mean, too? the standards are so incredibly low, but I'm ching anyway. So we did it and we sat down and and I ran a dungeon world adventure. Yes. Um and it yes. started out just you're in a village and the village is on fire and how did you get there? And and why is the village on fire? And so uh, we kind of ran through the scenario where there were goblins and they were attacking this village and they had a little drake they were riding around lighting things on fire and there was a horn in the village um, that had been stolen and then they had to go to... There, there was like a series of like video game style horns that like apparently emerged like Voltron or something into a yeah, mega horn. there's five horns. Like five it's Voltron because there's five of them. Right. And, and if you sound all the horns at once, it summons some ancient demon that's going to come and like destroy the kingdom. Right, right. And so they stole one of the horns and they had to go through the scary woods to the, to the uh, fortress or the little wooden, I guess, 
battle man. What do you want sure, to call it? Sure, it's a fortress. Like, yeah, it's a Whatever. fortress, like barbarian fortress, where they had taken the horn and they had to go confront the people who had taken the horn. Right. So uh, right. that was basically how that went. We yeah. had Brendan, we had Jim Miller, mm-hmm. we had uh, Holly McInnes, and then we had Michael Collette from the audience come up and join us on stage. Yeah. So, Brendan, you were playing a fighter. Jim was playing a cleric. Holly was playing a bard. Right. And Michael was playing our thief. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that we had been kind of instructed. I think, I think, no, we hadn't been instructed. We had kind of brainstormed how we wanted to approach this. And there was this idea that, like, it should be humorous. Right. right? And it so, should be fun and entertaining. Right. Right. So, you know. We because of that we decided to have Adam take point with the dungeon mastering because Adam's Adam's the funny one, and if I had done it, it would have just been a bunch of like you know like the bells, blood, horror, and, yeah. and you're sad. Yeah. And so nobody wanted to hear that. So um, we 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 we. we you know, I mean, but we're not professional comedians by any stretch of the imagination. No, not by any stretch of the imagination. So, so you know, it wasn't like a laugh a minute thing. I think that as a format goes, we have some work to do, but we learned a lot. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're going to have to kaizen this thing where we do continuous improvement on Isn't it. Is that like, uh, what is that? Is that like management speak or something? Yeah, it's like using that, that Japanese word. thing in the 80s. It's kaizen. It's continuous improvement. So. Oh. It's a business thing. I they always talk about the business world. Anyway, I'm a corporate whore. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to continue do continuous improvement on it. But because I, there I mean, was some stuff that landed pretty well, and then there Andrew was a lot did of ask stuff. Us that, back. Hmm? Or he asked you back. He asked way. us back. He to hasn't do said it anything again. to me, and he's he, like, maybe yeah. just wants. I think he's just talking to us because I'm the point man or whatever. The guy who was running it, but yeah, he asked us to do another one at phoenix comic fest it's not comic con because we they don't want to get sued right. phoenix comic fest which is fan fest fan fest yeah. phoenix fan fest which is in may no no it's it's phoenix comic fest is comic in may. Fest. yeah it's the comic con oh the, there's a whole building that's oh, devoted that's just the to comic con yeah oh, it's not but it's wow. comic fest and so they want us to do another one there so I don't know if we're doing a continuation of the first one or if Dude, we're doing something else or if we're gonna do that mm-hmm we because people will show up for that there's mm-hmm. just i mean like like here's the thing is if you took a look at our audience that we had just this last weekend and you imagine that we had a percentage of the people that were in attendance at that convention right right and then you apply that same percentage to this new convention that we're going to even as small as that percentage was in terms mm-hmm. of like single digit numbers we're talking about like a fucking couple hundred people you know gaming what I'm is a subset of comic-con so we'll get a subset of a subset but yeah i don't know how many people to expect yeah, but yeah we're more. gonna want to figure something out before <laughs> yeah, we go into that yeah. one let's 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 work on our routine yeah let's, we're definitely let's do, let's gonna do have a laurel to, and hardy kind of thing yeah we're definitely gonna have to figure that one out and i don't know that i'll stick with dungeon world for the aforementioned reasons of it being very open and kind of fluid and well you know the system as you and i were saying off mic just previously Mm -hmm. the system is less important than the experience that the the audience is having Mm -hmm. it needs to take a back seat like they almost should be unaware of really what the system is I mean, kind of. I mean, this is a philosophical thing. Maybe our listeners have some, our, our strangely silent listeners who never write us anymore, maybe they have some ideas. Do, like, say, imagine, listeners, if you were sitting in a in a fucking auditorium and you were watching me and this guy and we were, like, role-playing for you with some of our friends or whatever, like, 
what would you want to be seeing out of that? Would you want would you, to be seeing like a, like us making particular Dungeons and Dragon rolls? Or do you want to see just a D20 based system because you're comfortable with that? Or do you just not care about the system and yeah. you go, hey, roll a die, but don't tell me what it is? Right, exactly. Do you want us to maybe even just like kind of keep all the die rolling to an absolute minimum and mostly just talking? I mean, which I, is what we. We did were, a lot of. We were striving for that. There was definitely some long pauses as people were rolling dice mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what that meant. Within yeah, the context I think of we're going to have to. That's why I want to. I want to switch to a d20 because it's one roll. And then we can. Uh, I'll probably just standardize damage instead of having people roll for it. Just because I think oh that. Oh my God, what kind of communist down. are you? That's standardized? It's I like think it slowed damage? stuff down. No, no. Oh, oh my well, we ended up with that one fight where the bard was in the slap fight with the goblin and yeah. they couldn't do anything to each other. But, oh, my God. That's all my dear. Jesus. Like, how is it even fucking day and day if you can't be in that situation? That's just... Like, okay. <laughs> because, look, look, look. Part, part of my philosophy about the whole thing mm-hmm. is that the process of role-playing is in and of itself intrinsically absurd. So there shouldn't be too much need to like shellac on humor. Yeah, because because role playing itself is. I mean, the 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 context of Dungeons and Dragons, if you examine it, is preposterous. It makes no fucking sense, right? So it, it shouldn't take much to bring the nonsensicalness of just a fantasy world in which people walk around like killing things for gold. Like that in and of itself is 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 kind of hilarious if you should shine a light on that in and of itself, right? Yeah, it is. And I think yeah, I think as the GM or the DM there has to be kind of a straight man kind of thing going on while the while I the agree. insanity is unfolding around I you. I agree. I think And I, I definitely think that's that's something to take forward into next time. I really think that the GM should be the straight man. And uh and uh and uh, but I think that the part of the absurdity comes from like oh i'm like the big fighter and then i like roll a one on my damage right. you know what i'm saying or like, i can do something weird like i'm gonna you know poison this goblin or or use my poisons to make this goblin love me which was something that happened during the game yeah which yeah was one of the, which was michael collette and it was one of the michael bits that actually collette. landed very well it did and played really well with the audience was this little goblin he called steed that he tried to ride around places and was using as his little as his little servant yeah, Michael Collette, man. The guy's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's very smart. He's a great role player. I mean, we met him because of Jim Miller. And we did. Our lives have never been the same. That's I, true. I love Michael Collette. He's a great guy. Um, what other insights or takeaways did you have from that? Uh, I had to. I had to share a mic, guys. Guys, pre- pre- FMRPG faithful, prepare to be outraged. I had to share a mic. Yeah, we figured oh. out that we oh, need. My God. We need a new mixing board with that, more lines. Cause... That is not going to fucking happen again. Yeah. My God. I've done it all the time. I did it with Newbie on the Glory Hound podcast. I've done it before. Uh, it's just, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things you where you know have something to... who I am? Where you have something to say and you're going, I need no. give it to me. Uh, and it's Well, it's I mean, there. I had to share my mic with Jim Miller, Jim. Yeah, so I know you guys were I know fighting over it quite a bit. I know you're listening. It was like, it was like two... Just, Two strong-willed GM personas who are yeah. just like, give me, give me the mic. I need to talk. So yeah, it went, it went okay. Like I said, I think we just need a new sound mixing board, and uh, there were some takeaways. We definitely need definitely. to, yeah, we definitely need to have a banner and some other stuff. The the arrange, 
the stage arrangements we need to to settle ahead of time as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but here's the thing: was it an abysmal failure? No, no, definitely not. And um, was it just successful enough to not demoralize us? Yes. Was it just uncomfortable enough to teach us lessons? Also, yes. Was it Dungeon World? No. Apparently not. No, it was not Dungeon World. <laughs> That's okay. Does anybody care if it was Dungeon World? Only one man. I don't know. A champion has <laughs> risen amongst us. But it was fun. I had a good time doing it. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. And, you know, we're going to do it again. So clearly we're either gluttons for punishment or it went okay. Dude, when you think it like that, I mean, obviously we're just gluttons for, <laughs> for punishment. punishment yeah. I mean, uh, so maybe I've known you a long time, dude. I know that we're, we both are. Um, Por que no los dos? I don't know what that means. I do not know what that means. That means why not both? Oh, indeed. How do you say that in Spanish? Por que no los dos? No, no, I say, I say indeed in Spanish. I don't know. And I just know por que lo, no los dos from the taco commercial that's on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that commercial. Yeah, sorry. I watch all my shit online. Like fucking, like a fucking one of those guys who says, I don't watch TV. I don't have a TV. But really, I watch tons of TV. I just stream it all. Yeah, you watch it on Netflix. Exactly. Like like civilized people. Like people with a somewhat decent internet connection. All right, so um, we're kind of run, kind winding down, don't you think? I think like two. I feel yeah, like, I feel we're, like, yeah, we're we're reaching the tail end. Yeah, you know, this has been a pretty good episode of Formula RPG. We're really happy everybody um, joined in. Um, do we have anything that we need to, to kind of talk about? I think I think that we, if we let this episode go by without discussing the fact that Crit Hit is still doing its Kickstarter, its Kickstarter, back we'd, it, we'd be remiss. Yeah, we would be remiss. You still have. Did we get any entries for Jared Cocaine? You know what, Adam? We didn't. Not one fucking drawing of Jared Cocaine. Now I'm yeah. going to have to go home and make my own Jared I, Cocaine drawing. Yeah, exactly. There, Nothing remains except for you and I to draw our own Jared Cocaine yep, drawings. And we're gonna, we're, yeah, we're going to do our own Jared Cocaine and, drawings and we're going to put them on the page. I commit to you, it's a blood pact. It's a blood, blood pact. pact. Blood pact. Blood pact. Jared Cocaine drawings. We're going to show you guys how it's show done. show you guys up. And you're going to feel yeah. like chumps. I know that there's listeners who have artistic talent because I talk to you guys. You guys are good fucking artists. There's yeah. a bunch of good fucking artists who listen to this is it because Jerry Cocaine is beneath your your attention, or is, because, is he just too resplendent in his majesty that you felt you couldn't capture it? Is it because you don't want to go to crit hit? I reject both. Yeah, I reject both. You just, my God. Yeah, I, we just want to give away crit hit tickets, and you're like, I will not even draw Jerry Cocaine. Yeah, I thought Orcor, like Misofont, or one of those guys Dude. would do a fucking Jared Cocaine, like either, a bomb ass Jared Cocaine. Either one of those guys. I was basically just thinking I was gonna have to send either either fucking Misofont mm-hmm. or Orc Gore some fucking crit hit tickets, and neither one of those guys want crit hit tickets. So, I'm calling you out both on the air. You so, guys, so both sad, of you, so you're disappointed. So, you're, you're I got my disappointed so dad face on. Oh my god, I'm just, I just don't know. I just don't know. You so, you know, this is why I don't believe in God, guys. <laughs> Been let down too many times. Too many times. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so get, I would say that's why I don't believe in humanity. There's a whole different litany of reasons <laughs> why I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. I forgot. Truth. Um so like uh crit hit's still on Kickstarter. Fucking get your asses over there. Pledge to crit hit. 
Um, I'm doing some panels. Adam's in charge of role playing now that now that stupid not stupid now that uh um Arizona Game Fair is open or over rather. We have our full attention is going to be uh, given to making Full Metal RPG great again, and um, so great working huge <laughs> working this crit hit thing. So crit hit three is the place to be this summer. You should really come out. It's going to be in July. Yeah. <laughs> you will not have to imagine the fire. <laughs> oh, you will simply exist in it. We're going to do it. You will be born into it, molded by it. We're you gonna... will not know air conditioning until you are almost a man. We're going to give them their ba- our bane. Ga- I'm giving okay, them okay, bane. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I get to my thing. I get yeah, it. do your bane. All right. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. Do you feel like you're in charge? Your resources were important to us until now. All right, all right. Do your Batman. Do your Batman. Do your best Batman. And do do, do a line from the movie because I'm got to do a line from right, the I'm movie. I'm gonna do a line from the movie. I'll I know which one my... you're gonna do. All right, all right. I'll, I'll do you gotta mine. go first. I'll do mine. I'll do my mine. mine. It's, it's it's when it's when it's when Catwoman's like fighting these dudes on the rooftop, and she's like, "You're all gonna die" or something like that. And and Batman's standing up there, and they cut to him awkwardly. He goes, "They know. They just don't." And it's ridiculous. It's, I, I'm going to do... It could be something as simple as a hand on the shoulder of a six-year-old boy who just lost his parents. God, I've got to just shut up. <laughs> Fucking Batman. You're, this is Gary Oldman. Like I, Gary Oldman, you're doing this this bit to, and I'm just Fucking watching Batman. this going, why is Gary Oldman not slapping the shit oh, out of shit. you right now? Oh, God, fucking bad man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Full Metal RPG. Thanks for making it all the way to the end. I bet that was just a real a real treat for Roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, if you like this, you should go on Facebook. You should like our Facebook group. Uh, we're on Facebook, Full Metal RPG. Uh, you know, I've been a little bit remiss about following up on the Instagram lately, meaning this year, but, uh, I pledge to get back on the horse. So, uh, follow us on Instagram at Full Metal RPG on Instagram. Check out our webpage, FullMetalRPG.com. Um, also, you know what? If you're not, if you're not too busy, sometimes stop in on our good buddies, Corehammer, Corehammer.com. Check out their webpage. And uh, every so often there's going to be writing from this motherfucker, Brennan Carrion, holy shit! I got an article up there about about Hellraiser. I got another one coming up that's about Star Trek. So if nice. you like to listen to articles, you like to read articles about Star Trek, that you should read it. Um, what what's our other shit, dude? Is that iTunes, it? you gotta oh, go dude, on to iTunes. Right. You gotta give us a five right. star review on God, iTunes. God, and if you can't give us a five star review, let us know why. We'll we're in the spirit of Kaizen. There's Kaizen again. Kaizen, We're dude. always continuously improving. So let us know what we need to do better, what yeah. we need to do more of, less of, what you're indifferent about. We have really not gotten any solid five-star reviews recently, and it's making me irate. And, um, I mean, what is it you guys want us to do? Do you want us to do a giveaway competition where we give something away to the people who leave five-star reviews? Tasteful nudes. Is that what you're doing? You're making us have to give away something for five-star reviews? All right, fine. How about this? You'd be you like know, the uh, red hot chili peppers. Do, do, do you give guys, it away. Give do you, it away. Give do you it guys away like now. Justin Sorois? Do you guys like Joe Magliano? Do you guys like True Blood? I got one of the stuff. Do you guys like Sophia Vergar? That lady? Yeah, who's Joe Magliano's married to? She's very beautiful. She's in 
modern family with she's, Al Bundy. She's very sexually attractive. Do you like that? Because I got one of the BuzzFeed sensation, Justin Sorois TM, dice trays, the same, almost the same, shit that fucking Joe Magliano uses, One bitches. less skull, but that's okay. I think like four less uh, skulls. Well, one per side less skull, but that's yeah, all right. Four you less skulls. This is you don't jo- need to be ostentatious yeah. like Joe Magliano, okay? Jo- you just... You want to dial that shit back. You're going to be understated and classy about it. Joe Magliano uses eight skulls. Yeah. Okay. For you, we've got four skulls. Okay? I mean, seriously, when you look at Joe Magliano's huge biceps and his amazingly smoking hot wife, do you really think you deserve eight skulls? It's called foreplay, not eight play. Right. Exactly. So That's just, that's that's absurd. You don't need that many. I got one of these dice trays. Nice. From Justin Soroy's TM. Do you got one of these dice trays? Get your ass onto the iTunes. The iTunes shit is so much easier to leave the five-star reviews now. They made it so much fucking easier on your little app. Go on there. Leave us a five-star review. We're going to look at all the five-star reviews before the next episode. We're going to randomly select one. And that listener is going to get this Joe Magliano, Justin Soroy's TM, Hydrastone, Dice tray. Well, Justin Soroy's TM. Joe Magliano approved. Joe Magliano tray. approved. He, he didn't have anything to do with making it, but, but he, he approves he of it. He fucking approves of it because he uses it. And let me tell you, I use it also. Maybe that. Maybe that's more of an endorsement for you. Maybe it's less. I don't know. Uh, you don't have to tell me in the review. It doesn't matter. But we're looking for five-star reviews, and we're going to give away this dice tray. We're going to send it to you. Gratis. You aren't even gonna have to pay shipping, son. Can you? And this thing's heavy as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> so you could, you may, can use this for home defense if you absolutely. Yeah, as a murder weapon. Basically, kill someone with it. Well, you know, I would not endorse that. However, why not? You know what the 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 views expressed on Film RPG are those of of its of its. Uh, uh, Adam endorses murder. And, oh God, and not necessarily those of the show. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we got one of those. It's up for grabs. If you get on there, leave us some fucking reviews. All right, guys. All right, let's 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 put let's boost the algorithm. Okay. All right. So thank you very much for listening to Full Metal RPG. Five star review contest is on. You guys failed at the at the at the Jerry Cocaine contest. This is so your chance of redemption. In you. This is your chance Time's of redemption. Time's flat circle. Everything you're gonna do, you're gonna do over and over again. You might as well get them Jerry Cocaine dogs out. Fucking do it. All do right. It. Great. Adam, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Good night, everyone.